Welcome to New Life Miami, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nlmiami.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are loved. Today we're going to introduce our, um, our first code and our new life codes called We Believe the Hype. Everyone say, We Believe the Hype. Right, we have our code up here, and you also have this booklet. If you're like, how come I don't have it? Check on your seat. You're probably sitting on it, or it probably fell under your seat somewhere. If it's not on your seat or under your seat and you need a book, can you raise your hand? We want to make sure we get you a book. Wow, everyone has a book. All right, in this book, let me teach you a little bit. See, I used to be a teacher for many years, so I'm going to kind of walk you through this. Ready? In this book, um, let me teach you some things real quick. This is called our code book. If you open it up, everyone open up to the first page, you see our mission, our mission statement. Many of you are like, we have a mission statement here? Absolutely we have a mission statement here. And our mission statement is to ignite an authentic love for God and people. Amen? Amen. Know that mission statement if this is your house. If you're from here and this nest is your home, believe this, know this, memorize this. To ignite an authentic love for God and people. Our mission statement. If you flip the page over to the next page, you have a beautiful graphic there. We believe the hype. And this is the page that we're going on. No cheating. Don't go to any other page. And we've made this blank for you because today we want you to write notes. Today, something that touches your heart. The verses that we share, write these references down. Why? Why should I write this stuff down? Because you get to go back home in the days to come and study them again. You get to go onto the app that you just downloaded. Can I get an amen? amen. And hear the message again. Hear the, can, like, think about the days that we live in. We get to hear messages again. Like, that was, like back in the days, you have to go back to the wilderness to go hear John the Baptist again the next day. Like here, you just, you just hear it again. You press play. <laughs> you don't have to go to the woods. You don't got to go walk around the desert to look for John the Baptist eating grasshoppers like we're here press play and you hear it again all right and you could write notes if you miss something you could go back throughout the week and write notes again so stay on this page it's our first code we believe the hype and that deals with faith in christ and his word one more time say we believe the hype faith in christ and his word guys this is what we're going to talk about today as we get into this message and as we get into our first code i started to think about the word hype and the truth is, when you think about the word hype, you see some people get hyped for the craziest of reasons, huh? I mean, there are some naughty people out there. Some of you are like, oh man, it's me, I'm crazy about things. People get hyped for the, for the, for the craziest of reasons. I, I was thinking about recently what just happened, you know? The new iPhone was released. How many of you got the new iPhone already? Come on, uh-huh, 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 yes, yes, those two individuals, you know what they did? They stayed over the night before in a tent to get that iPhone. Weird people, now just play. Did you stay over the night before to get the phone? Ah, oh, you work for AT&T. George, what'd you do, buddy, to get that phone? Three o'clock in the morning, you stopped your sleep to get that phone? No, there's crazy people here. Maori, I'm not going to talk about you, brother. But listen to me. I was listening and people were pitched their tents outside of stores and they stayed there the night. So when the stores opened, they could get a brand new iPhone. I mean, if that was you... I, Hey man, man, you're crazy. It's good. We're not normal. You're, you belong in this church because you fit number two next week. Come. It's going to be all about you because you're not normal. So you're welcome here if, if you did that. But the truth is, you know, it probably triggers you a new phone, I guess, and all that stuff. But for some of us, it's other things. Um, others get hype about a topic. Have you ever had a, a discussion with someone and they just get so into it and they're red and they're passionate and then you're just scared and you're like, walk away, he's going to kill somebody. Anyone ever had a passionate conversation with someone like that? <laughs> Freaky, scary people, man. 
They're so hype about their topic, their belief, their very own opinion. You know, at times they're so passionate and hyped about it that it leads them to severe fights with the people that they love. I know people for, for like stupid things like little soap operas and stuff like that. Like, like I remember when we used to watch WWF at that time and people used to go to my house. My mom's here. She'll tell you that it's true. We used to have a bunch of people. The hypeness, it's fake, man. It's all written out. They're actors. I mean, it's real moves and stuff, but they're actors. And we used to fight and really get in fights with each other because, no, Stone Cold was the best. No, The Rock is the And no, I'm going to give you the Stone Cold stunner if you smell it. And we used to imitate him. Man, we were weird. We get hyped up about the weirdest of things, man. We, we really do. And we get into fights and even break relationships because of these things. We're in an election season. And, and, and you don't have to look far. Look at the crazies that are out there, what they're saying, what they're doing, how they're acting, reacting. I mean, there's some crazy people about this whole Trump stuff, and there's some crazy people about this whole Hillary stuff. And I'm not going to give you my two cents because I would tell you the truth. The one that we really need in the White House is Christ and his word. And his, whatever. Whatever. But the reality is there's some crazies out there. I mean, you know, others get... Others get so hyped when their team wins a championship, you know what I mean? That, that they go out to the streets and they parade and they celebrate. Weird, man. Weird people. And they celebrate with pots and pans and they're screaming like madmen. They wear heat-colored Mexican um, um, masks. And I'm not saying that that's me or anything like that, but some people just go overboard with some of these things that they get hyped about. Wearing Miami Heat mexican color masks. I mean, just some people just get hyped for the weirdest of things. <laughs> Bro, we get That's me, man. I'm not proud of this moment. You see, you probably thought like, oh, he probably just stayed home. And he probably didn't do anything. No, what you don't understand is that I went with some of your church leaders and we actually went to La Carreta and we went with pots and pans. Uh, Rudy, scare me, bro. When you're preaching, someone comes over. We live in a different age today, you know. You, you got, but pots and pans, pots and pans, screaming. I took that mask to La Carreta, and my wife was like, if someone, see, if someone sees you from the church, I was like, they're not going to know it's me. I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> I've grown a lot. I've grown up a lot since then. I really have matured somewhat since then. Uh, the second time they won the championship, I had my son in my hand, and it was like, are we going to go out to La Carreta again? I was like... I'm tired. And I, I went back, to, I went to sleep. But these are some crazy things that we do. I mean, look at this. Ready for La Carreta, Miami NBA champs. Shame on you guys. I only got 29 likes on that photo. <laughs> Go back, and I want everyone to like that picture. No, I don't want it to come up on the feed. Hype. Let's get into the word, man. You know, the word hype, it means this. It means to promote or publicize intensively. To promote or, you're going to be blessed today. Because I know it. You know when you're doing a message? I don't know if you know it, but when you're doing a message, and, and sometimes I know when it's going to be good when I start to stand up, and I'm doing my message standing up, and I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm typing things, and I'm like, oh, God's going to talk to people today. So the word hype means this, to promote, publicize intensively. You know what came to my attention? That in both Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, and in Luke chapter 12, verse 8, in both of those gospels, the Lord says this, and follow along with me. Whoever confesses me before man, <clears throat> I will also confess before the angels of God and my Father in heaven. He describes that on both of those passages. <laughs> getting weird today, man. It's getting... Anyone else want to come up today? Come on, let's get, let's get it over. Anyone else? Who else? Stage is open for anyone else to come up. Whoever confesses me before man, I will also confess before the angels and before my Father in heaven. That's amazing. Let me tell you why I think this is amazing. And, and I, I actually wrote this in my notes. Is that not amazing? Just like that I wrote it. And I meant it in that way. Because we read this and we recognize this, that we confess and we publicize our Lord, but... But what's humbling and amazing is that Christ also confesses us before his father and before the angels that are in heaven. What's also amazing is that this, listen, listen, that he also promotes us and publicizes us before God's throne. That should excite you today. 
One translation says it this way. He says, I will stand up for you. Someone says, he stands up for me. He stands up for me. You see, it's one thing to believe the hype in Christ, but man, it's another thing when Christ has a hype for you. So, so I'm hyped about Christ, but, but it should leave us in awe. It should leave us humbled to know that he too is hyped about us. I know that. See, we believe the hype and Lord, we could say we publicize you and we confess you to this world and we do this for all the days of our lives. That is for sure. But there is also this joy that there is a reward waiting for us in eternity that when we stand before the brilliance and the majesty of God and our sin-ridden lives is presented before the holiness of God. Listen to what I'm telling you. That when we feel this, ready? How will we make it past this encounter with God? Hey, I really need everyone to know this. Every single one of you will stand before God's throne one day. Do you understand that? And, and just to understand this, that when we stand before God's throne, how will I stand before him and say, man, how am I going to get past this? <laughs> this is God's throne. How will I survive such glory and holiness when I lack so much? How will I stand before such presence when I can't even find the strength in myself to stand before him? Because the Bible says that every knee shall bow and that every tongue shall confess. So how will I be able to stand before such holiness? The answer is you're not. How, how will I be able to speak a word to the one who's given me the ability to speak words when I can't even utter a sound from my mouth before his wisdom. Like, like seriously, have you ever thought about this? What are you going to tell God that God ha- does not already know? Can you imagine like you don't really love God? You're like, God, I love you. Like, can't lie to me. What? How will I ever plead my case when I'm prostrated before the, the one who is sovereign and knows my beginnings from my end, how will I ever be able to do that? And out of all of these questions, I thought about this, ready? Then out of nowhere or from somewhere, this presence comes. One that is so bright, one that is so powerful, one who has the power as a lion, but yet the sweet gentleness as a lamb. And he begins to speak and he begins to declare these truths that I will stand up for you and I will publicize you When there's no words that you can utter, I will speak for you in your behalf and I will intensively promote you. And you're like, well, thank God someone showed up for me. Because I'm standing before the majesty of God the Father. And in reality, there is nothing that I could say before his presence. And out of nowhere, when I'm shut with my words, when I'm tight with my actions, one stands called the mediator between me and God and says, Dada, I got this. I publicize. I promote him intensely. I got his back. I stand for him. He is my beloved. He is my bride. He is my son. He is mine. Dada, let him in. Come on. He's hyped for us. The Bible says, for whoever confesses me before men, I will also confess before the angels of God and my Father in heaven. Romans 10, it's in your booklet there. It says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. Come on, you could give God some praise for that. We believe the hype here at this church. That's our first code. That's our values here. That's what we stand on here. We stand on this hype that, yes, we're about to talk about how we're hyped for Christ. But, yes, do never, ever, ever forget that he's also hyped about us. We don't serve a God that rejects us. Or to gain his love and favor, we need to participate, listen to this, in useless and powerless rituals or traditions. So much of that going on. We don't need to partake in acts, some that are even unspeakable, 
We're seeing that today. All in order for him to take notice of us and even reward us in eternity. We don't need to do that. But we could be in awe today. And we could be humble today that our God is more hyped about us than we will ever be hyped about him. I know this to be true because of what scripture says. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5, he compares husbands and their relationship to the wives to Christ and the church. And you know what Paul says? He says, husbands, verse 25, 6 and 7, he says, husbands, you love your wives as Christ loved the church. Look at this, as Christ loved the church, as Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church so much that he what? He gave what? Himself up for her. You know who the church is? Look around. That Christ loved the church that he gave himself for her. That's a lot of love. Because some of you don't even know each other and some of you are trying to get figure each other out. And there is no way that you would take a bullet from some of the people in this room. There's no way that you would stand before a truck before some of the people in this room. There's no way that you would give your life for some of the people in this room. Maybe some of them, but not everyone in this room. But I love that, that Christ loves us so much that he didn't even think about it. He gives himself up for us. Why does he do this? Everyone say, why? why? Oh, I'll tell you why. Because in verse 26, it says, this is why. So that he may sanctify her. You know why, you know why Christ is so hyped about you that he gave himself for you? Well, why would he do that? Because he wants to sanctify you. He wants to transform you into his image. He says, he, he sanctifies, having, having cleansed you by the washing of the water with the word. Huh? You've ever heard the word of God? Your life was just transformed. You gave your life to Christ and your life has never been the same again. How do you think that happened? That happened by the power of God's word. Amen. Verse 27 so, says, so he would present you. Everyone say me. me. Yeah, to who? To himself. How would he, what's his desire? What's his desire? Huh? Some of you are married. Some of you have been married, right? You wanted your wife to walk down the aisle beautified, didn't you? It would have been awkward if she didn't get ready for your wedding. If she was just ugly for your wedding. <laughs> Imagine that. I invited a lot of people for her to look like that today. Can you imagine standing before the wedding feast of God in eternity? Oh, man, I feel this right now. I feel this right now. And Jesus is there. He's amped up. <laughs> dad, 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 father, father, waiting till you see her. Because some of you boys know what that's like. That have a relationship with your dads. I'm going to bring her home. And I want my dad to meet her. And if he looks at me and gives me the eye and the thumbs up, I know I got the girl. Dada, 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 wait till you see her. And the bride is there and she's showing herself up and she presents herself before God. And Jesus looks at her and says, what happened to you? <laughs> Did I not give you my word? Did I not give you my teachings? Did I not give you my disciples? Did I not give you my apostles? Did I not give you the written word, the oracles of God for you to contain in your heart? Don't you understand that I do all this so that I could present you to myself in splendor, without spot, without wrinkle, with any such thing that you would be what? Holy without blemish. Amen. Man. Like Jesus is, is really serious about this stuff. Let me tell you why he's so serious about this stuff. Because one day he's going to present you before his father. And he ain't presenting anything bad to his dad. If he's going to present something to God the father, it's going to be worthy of presenting. It's going to be worthy of presenting. He's hyped about you. He's done this for you. So he can present you before the throne of God. So you could be holy without blemish, without any such thing. You could be in splendor. So you could say, I've experienced and I've walked with Christ on earth and I am ready for eternity with all the Godhead. I am ready to reign in the wedding feast. I am ready. Come on, take me, Lord. That is why Revelation says, and the spirit and the bride cry, come quickly. You know why? Because we're ready, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready. And who likes to wait when they're ready? If you are the bride of Christ and you are waiting for the return of God, there is something inside of you that's itching. There is something inside of 
you that's excited and you're just looking at the news and you're just reading the Bible and you're just having conversations with people and something's itching inside of you and you're saying and you're screaming and you're praying, Lord, come quickly. And you say, why are you saying those things? And why do you talk like that in front of me? Why do I talk like that? Why do I say those things in front of you? Because I'm ready and no one that is ready likes to wait and God, come now and take me to be with you in eternity. I'm ready. I'm itching. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. And God's like, oh, baby. I'm about to break out into a song right now. But I want to save you guys the traumatic experience. But point number one is he's hyped about you. Everyone say this. He's hyped about me. Amen. Take that in. Number two, say this. Ready? We are hyped about our faith in Christ. Amen. Come on, you could give him some praise. Give him some praise. He deserves it. I'll read it for you one more time. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. We are hyped about our faith in Christ. Uh, the prophet Isaiah in chapter 51, verse 6, the Lord speaking to the prophet. Look what he tells his people. Oh, it's good. He says this, look up to the skies above and gaze down on the earth below. This is good. For the skies will disappear like smoke and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing. And the people of the earth will die like flies. But my salvation lasts forever. And my righteousness rule will never end. Amen. What a passage. What is, what is the Lord saying in this passage? I underlined it. I bolded it. Here it is. My salvation lasts forever. Point number two is that we are hyped. We are hyped about our faith in Christ. That there is a salvation that is in Christ that lasts forever. And there are a people in this world that need to know that there is a salvation that is for them. And it's a salvation that they can't lose. It's a salvation that if it transforms their life, they will reign in eternity with Jesus forever. People need to know about the salvation that lasts forever. How many of us have, have relatives on the brink of hell? But you hold something that could elevate them into eternity with Christ. Come on. Some of us, are, we have people in our lives that we do every day that we got to say this to them. The salvation of the Lord lasts forever into their hearts. That everything will disappear like smoke. Earth will wear out like a piece of clothing. And the people on earth will die like flies. But his salvation, listen, it's going to last forever. All the vanity in this world. Hey, can I talk to you, church? Come on, let me talk to you for a moment. All the vanity in the world, guess what? It's going to rot away. Moths are going to eat them all up. All the shoes. I found out a celebrity the other day had 200 and something shoes as they were showing their display, their walking closet. That's good. Praise God that he's blessed you with so many shoes. But now one of those shoes will enter into the kingdom of God. It will all rot away. If you have a lot of shoes, it's good. Hook a brother up with some if you're a guy eight and a half on a small foot. But here's G, here's, here's the passage in Isaiah. Here's the Lord. And he's like, my righteous rule will never end. And, and we are hyped about this. We are hyped about our salvation. We are hyped about our faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to read some more from Isaiah, and it's in chapter 55, and I really want you to grab the words, and I split them up all over the place, because your third point is also found in this passage. Ready? Point number one, he's hyped for you, right? Right? Yes. Point number two, we are hyped about what? Our faith in? And ready? Point number three, write this down. We are hyped about our faith in his word. Faith in Christ and faith in his word. And we're hyped up about these things. We're excited about these things. We publicize these things. We promote these things intensively. And I want to read Isaiah 55. Just flow with me. I think you're going to be blessed by this today. Look at the prophet. The Lord speaks to the prophet and look what is said here. We're going to start off in verse 1. Everyone there? 55 verse 1. Give me an amen. Here we go. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. I love this. Even if you have no money. 
Anybody got no money? You, you know, Jesus is like, I provide for you when there seems to be no provision for yourself. I, I give to you when you can't even give for yourself. So come and drink. Even if you have no money. Come and take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. It's all free. There's nothing. Oh, man, when you're hungry late at night and you can't eat a piece of steak because you know that's going to turn you upside down in bed at night. It's nothing like you going in that fridge. You taking out that milk carton. And it's cold. And you pour it into your glass, man, and you start chugging on that milk. Oh, doesn't it do something to your belly? All right, I'm weird. Next week, I'm normal. Come, take your choice. It's all free. You know, I read the first verse, and it's an invitation. Write this down in your notes. It's an invitation. It's urgent. And it's for anyone and everyone who could hear it. Come, 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 come. Anyone. Who? Anyone. Anyone who is thirsty, come. You ever met someone that says, I can't go to church. And who told you that? Just, I'm this. This is who I am. Perfect. You ever met someone like, God can never forgive me. What? Let me show you what Isaiah 55 one says. Isaiah 55 says, if anyone is thirsty, come and drink. It's an invitation. It's urgent. It's for everyone who can hear it. What is happening here? He's addressing, listen, a deep spiritual longing to seek the Lord while he may be found. I want you to notice this as we read along. Come, 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 come. There's this come that is constantly being mentioned. Why is it so important that this come, come and drink, come and take your choice? Why is this come so important? Because this is all that one needs to do in order to find mercy, in order to find salvation of God. All you need to do is just come before the throne of grace. You know what I tell people when I counsel people? I don't know if I should go. I say, just keep coming. Just keep coming. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. You know who taught me that? Keep showing up. Just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. My mother taught me that. My mother taught me that. Because, because I remember when I was a rebel. And I remember when I was doing things that were illegal. And I remember when I was doing things as a young little boy. Stupid, petty, young youthly things that were not, that were ungodly. But my mom said, whatever you do on Saturday night, whatever time, whatever it is that you do, there's not going to be a Sunday that you're going to miss church. And my mom made sure that every Sunday morning, I just went, and I just went, and I just went. And I remember the bitterness in my heart that I used to sit next to my mom, and she used to look at me and say, just clap a couple times. And I don't want to be in this stupid church, and that stupid guy preaching, he's always yelling, and the stupid music, it's so corny. Why don't they play rap and hip-hop music? That's what I like. I like some crazy stuff. And and I don't like this church stuff. And she just kept saying, you got to come on Sunday. You got to keep on. She used to wake me up in the morning, get up, you're going to church there was never an option if I lived under her roof you're coming to church with me but you know what happened oh man you know what happened you know what happened you want to know what happened one day I went because I kept going 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 and one day I went and when I showed up God showed up and he took over my life and I've never been the same since she taught me that keep coming keep coming Jesus will show up and Come, show up. Hey, some of you are not going to feel like coming next Sunday. Guess what? Too bad. Come, show up. Some of you didn't want to come today, but you're here today. And right now, God is rocking your heart. Why? Why is he rocking your heart when you didn't want to be here today? Because you came. Because you showed up. And he's going to show up if you show up. Come on. That's all we need. I want to keep going off on that. But verse 2 says, why are you going to spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why are you going to spend doing your life things that are no profit to you? You live your life of funny games. But those funny games will all end. Why do you eat food that gives you no strength? This is a good message, man. Listen to me. You think he's trying to get your attention? And you're going to eat what is good. How many of you like to eat what is good? Yeah, right? You will enjoy the finest foods. Well, what is Isaiah doing here? He, he is exposing how costly unbelief is. 
He's exposing this because he, he goes in and he says at the end, you're going to eat what is good. Listen to me. There, there is a banquet with, the, with Christ, the Son of God. And when, you, when, you, when you're taken to that banquet, listen, you're going to eat what is good. Don't eat on things on earth that are of no profit and of no gain in eternity. Just listen to me, he says. Because you're going to eat what is good. What, what is he saying? Remain on track. Stay on the path. Keep coming. Keep serving. Keep doing what you're doing. Come on. It's hard sometimes. Sometimes you want to give up. Sometimes you want to throw in the towel. Sometimes you don't want to do life with the people around you because they drive you nuts. But keep coming. Keep showing up because there is a reward and there is a feast that is waiting for you. And you're going to eat good. Come on. Come. You're going to eat good. You're going to eat good. Come to me, you with ears wide open, listen and you will find what? Oh, you're not reading with me. Verse 3. Listen and you will find. Thank you. Life. Amen. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Verse 6. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him while he is near. Any amens? And let the wicked change their ways. And banish the very thought of doing wrong. Come on. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes. Everyone say yes. yes. Turn to our God for he will forgive generously. Amen. Yes. One translation teaches and says, see, anyone may enter into the victory of God. But the time is short, and the offer is conditioned upon one thing, repentance. And the cost of enjoying God's feast of covenant love is forsaking oneself. But the gain is abundant, abundant pardon, abundant forgiveness. Amen. Should I read that again? Yes, yes. I feel like some of you, I lost you for a moment. Anyone may enter into the victory of God. But the time is short and the offer is conditioned upon one thing, repentance. Amen. The cost of enjoying God's feast of covenant love is forsaking oneself. But the gain is abundant pardon, abundant forgiveness. Amen. Verse 8 and 9 says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. How many of you can say, thank God? Thank God. It would be very strange if God had my thoughts. Like, I'm not going to hear this in heaven. Oh, my God, we think just the same. It's not going to happen. <laughs> like, in eternities, he's not going to tell me that. We're like, we're like blood brothers. We're, I'm like, no, I'm like your blood son. Like, so we think just alike. No, just transform me to think like you. My ways are far beyond anything that you could imagine. How many of you could re receive that for yourself today? Thank God. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> verse 9 says for, for just as the heavens are higher than the earth come on so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts you could give God some praise for that Amen. you know when you read those two verses this believing the hype this we believe the hype faith in Christ and faith in his word it's about people Listen to this. It's about people exchanging their sinful thoughts, their sinful ways for God's, which is far better for us. We believe the hype, faith in Christ. What does that mean? I exchanged all my junk for all of his righteousness. He exchanged it for me. My filth for his goodness. And that's what this believing the hype is all about. We believe this. Faith in Christ, man, that he exchanged all my rottenness and he has sanctified me with the washing of his word and of his blood. How many of you could say amen? <clears throat> Let's get through this. Ready? <clears throat> my throat is telling me drink some water, son. Verse 10 says, the rain and snow come down from heavens. Listen to this. And stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. Verse 11. It is the same with my word. 
Faith in Christ. Now, number three, faith in his word. It is the same with my word. He says this, I send it out and it will always produce fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to do and it will prosper everywhere that I send my word. You see, you see this and it says rain and snow. Well, rain and snow cannot fail to nourish the earth. That's how God created it. So what he's doing is he's now using this analogy. So now he's telling us this, ready? So it's the same thing, ready? God's word of promise cannot fail to bring his people as well into the richness and into the fullness of eternal life. Just like rain and snow nourish the earth, so does my word fill you with my fullness and my richness. You see, I wrote this in bold letters, ready? Human good intentions fail, but God's promises always succeed. Human good intentions, they're going to fail, but God's promises succeed. Because he says this, it's the same with my word. I send it out, produces fruit, it it accomplishes everything I want it to do. It prospers everywhere I send it. Everything it touches, it lives. We fail as humans, but his promises always succeed. This is amazing because the word of God not only describes a glorious future as we read this passage, but it's teaching us. It is God's appointed means to create this future because he's so hyped about us. Listen, we don't just have an amazing future in Christ. No, no. It's Christ is creating an amazing future. You know what he told his disciples before he left? I'll be back soon. Because I'm going to go and what? Prepare, create mansions for you. You know you love someone. When you're going to build them a mansion. It takes a lot of work. I'm going to prepare dwelling places. Don't get it twisted. We know what he's saying there. I'm going to prepare an eternal state for you. That shows me that he's hyped. And I read this and, man, what an image. Look at verse 12 and 13. Ready? Watch this image. And we're almost done. Just give me a second. He says, you will live in joy and in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song. And the trees of the field will clap their hands. Follow with me. Look at verse 13. Follow with me. Where once there were thorns. Everyone say thorns. But there were once thorns. Cypress trees will now grow where there were thorns. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. They will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. What an image. You know why this is an amazing image? Because what he's teaching us is this, ready? That where there is a dry and unproductive land in Christ now, faith in Christ and in his word, now there is a transformation and what is dead now becomes alive. What is barren now gives off fruit. Come on. What is withering now turns green again. Because there's what? There is life in Jesus. So we believe this hype we believe this thing, this, this faith in Christ. Whoa, 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 you're one of those church people, like you actually believe in this faith stuff? Absolutely, and not only do I believe it, but I'm hyped about my faith in Christ. Whoa, 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 you actually believe in this book? Do you understand that this is written over 40 different authors? There are 66 books that make up this Bible. Are you really sure that this book is the true word of God, infallible, inerrant word of God, without any error? Well, you better believe it. Not only do I believe it, but I'm hyped about the word of God because it's touched dead parts of my body and it's made me alive again. You better believe that I'm hyped about it. I was going to hell and I'm going to heaven. I was lost and now I'm found. I was blind and now I see. I was crooked and now I'm straight. You better believe I have faith in Christ and his word and I don't just believe, but I'm hyped about my faith in Christ and his word. I'm hyped about it. My God. I feel there's a shift in this church. You guys feel it? My, my mom will be honest with me because she'll tell me you're crazy. Mom, do you feel that there's a shift in this church? Amen. <laughs> She's family. She could do it too. But there's a shift here. There's something different here. We believe this hype. We're hyped about our faith in Christ and his word. I guess the worship team could start coming up and get ready to play soon. But before you start, just wait for, like, come up here and I'll, I'll just do this to you guys. I'll just, Tito, I'll just do a head knob and let me start playing. But just come up here and get stationed. I want to I wanna just kill all the distraction before I go to my next point. Man, God is good. 
as we continue with our third one, hyped about our faith in his word. Come on up. Look at Frank and Afonso, man. Praise God. We're hyped about our faith in his word. You know, in Matthew 24, it echoes, it echoes what Isaiah 55 says. In Matthew 24, 35, it says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Come on. Amen. You know what Psalm 119, verse 89 says? Look at this one. This is awesome. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. That's good. You know what Romans 1, 16 says? Watch this one. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the word. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew and to all the Greek, to everyone. I'm hyped about this stuff. You know why? Because this guy decays. This clothes. Decays. Have you noticed fashion comes and goes? One day I will wear this shirt and someone will say, bro, you got to change your shirt. Right now it's in style. But you better believe that in a few years this shirt's not going to be in style anymore. Because the penguin is going to be weird to wear. It's going to be just awkward. Everything perishes. Everything changes. But there's one thing that never changes. There's one thing that lasts forever. And that is, that is our salvation in Christ and the power of his word. You should get amped up about this. You should get hyped up about this. There should be something inside of you that's starting to rumble. How many of you right now as I'm preaching, you just want to get up already and do something? I feel that in here. I feel like there's some of you in here like, come on. You almost feel like it's a football game, some of you. Even you females, you feel like it's a football game. Some of you are like, come on, I, I want to just tackle something right now. I want to pull something. I want to break something. You know what we'll do one of these days? Then we'll have a crazy church service. And then we'll just go all and we'll just go serve the world. We'll serve the community somehow. Why don't we do that one of these Sundays, huh? Write that down. We're, we're going to plan that one of our next series meetings. We're going to do a Sunday and then after that Sunday we're just going to go and Fight Satan. Fight darkness. Bite him. And pull his hair if he has any hair. Wonder. Hyped about our faith in his word. So a couple years ago, I went with the seniors of our old high school that I was working at. Well, two years ago. And we were able to go to Ground Zero. Ground Zero. And we were able to go to the museum that was in Ground Zero. And I'm going to end now and I thought about this. I took a picture of it. And um, as we were looking at all the artifacts, the burned fire trucks, the remains, the, I mean, it, it was just very touching. You could hear pin drops. It's so quiet, so much reverence in Ground Zero. But I was, I was walking. I remember there was like a, a shelf with a, with a temperature glass, you know, the whole thing. And I go to it, and I remember doing one of these. And I went back to it. And I started to read what it was. It caught my eye. And what it was, it, it really spoke to me in a massive way. And you know, for, for two years, I've been waiting to use this picture in a preaching, and I've never done it. Because I said, God, the day that it's right, I'm going to use this picture in a preaching for our church. And I've been holding it. And I've been holding it to one day show it to you guys. And some of you guys, like I've seen today, I know where you're going. So there was a photographer that was asked, to go to ground zero when all the remains and the firefighters were, were cleaning up. And I believe it was like two months or three months after the, the collapse of the buildings. They were taking pictures. He was taking pictures. He was just there. He was in awe. And, and a firefighter said, hey, you got to come over here and check this out, man. So this photographer guy walks over there and sees it. And he grabs it. And he's in awe of what he finds. He finds a piece of metal and he finds something so precious that is melted into the metal. Look what he finds. He finds this. He finds the word of God melted into the metal of something from ground zero. You know what I thought about when I saw that? Heaven and earth shall pass away but my word will remain forever 
Things will crumble. Things will turn into ashes like the Bible says. But there's one thing that will remain forever. My word speaks for eternity. You know what's beautiful about this passage? It's the Beatitudes. You know what's beautiful about the Beatitudes? It's the longest recorded sermon of Jesus. And you know what's beautiful about this section of the Beatitudes? It talks about that if your enemy strikes your cheek, you turn the other cheek. You think God was talking to our nation? You think God was saying something to America? You've lost my word. You've lost my truth. You've lost the power of my word in your country, in your nation. Put it back in the foundation of everything that you believe in. And I love that everything was broken and everything was burned and everything was in ashes. But there was one thing that you could still testify of. And that is that there is no doubt about it. That is the Bible. That is the written word of God. And everything will pass one day. But in eternity, there will be one thing that will live forever. Every word spoken from the mouth of God will be accomplished. Remain forever. Man. I end with this last thought. There's another definition that I didn't share with you for a reason. And it's the second definition of what hyped means. It says this. Another definition for hype is often exaggerating its importance or benefits. Huh? You know, I thought about this when I read this def- oh, that was up there. This definition. You know that this iPhone that we opened up with? That people waited in lines for the day before, sleeping in tents. You know what happens with this iPhone? Check this out. In a year or two, another iPhone is released. Just f- follow me for a second. And all this that we were so hyped about now is old. It loses its excitement. It goes out and everything goes out. Everyone goes out now to get what's new because what was once new is now old. They now want to find something new, something hot and something trendy. This old iPhone already in just 12 months. You were in love with it a year ago. What happened? You know that team that you wear crazy masks? And pots and pans at La Carreta. You know that team that is winning? And we celebrate them. And we parade. Well, let me tell you what happens with them. Listen to this. Soon the players get old. And they get traded. And, and the team will have to start losing again. And they're going to have to focus on rebuilding. So this excitement, this hype for the team, it dwindles again. The stadium doesn't feel like it used to feel. Oh, trust me, it's not going to feel like it used to feel. The flags are not being waved in cars any longer. Remember when all of us had heat flags on our cars? I haven't seen anyone drive up this day with them. Just fanatics, no longer supporting the team that we so loved when they were on the top. It's always happened. It's always happened. It even happens in churches. People come, people go, people come, it's hot, it's trendy, it's a fad, it's on fire, and then they go to the next thing. They go where the smoke is at, they go where the other lights are at. They go where it might be more of this, more of that. It happens even in the faith, it's a scary thing. But what's beautiful about our hype is this. We don't have to exaggerate its importance or its benefits. Because our hype is eternal. Our hype transforms a sinner who was heading to hell and now redeems them, giving them worth and now welcomes them into heaven. Our hype is not trendy. It's not a fad. It's not a phase. It's not momentary obsession. It's not a moment of ups. It's forever. It lasts forever. It speaks forever. That heaven and earth will all turn to ashes and eaten up like moths. Yet, our hype his word remains forever. <clears throat> you know that? Man, man.
You know that the strongest enemy can't stop it? The hottest fire can't distinguish it? The most powerful of weapons will not be able to prosper against it? The greatest army will not be able to besiege it and conquer it? The wisest of minds will not be able to outsmart it? The loudest noise will not be able to drown it out? The greatest schemer will not be able to out-trick it. Satan will not be able to triumph over it. Hell will not be able to rise against it. Because Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says, And on this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. This is a true thing, this hype. Jesus, to his disciples in Matthew 16, says, This is the rock. Here I am, Jesus. On which I will put together my church. A church so expansive with energy. That not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. Come on. We believe the hype. Nothing will distinguish and destroy what is eternal and speaks forever. Faith in Christ. And his word. We believe the hype. Can you stand with me? Stand with me. And let's pray. Lord. We thank you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you Lord God because. Not only are we hyped about you our faith in you, our faith in your word. But Lord, I could smile. I could rejoice because you're also in love and you're hyped about me. And in this church, as we set these values in the next seven weeks, we start off with a very powerful one. And we confess this and we declare it and we publicize it and we promote it intensively that we believe the hype it's about a faith in Christ it's about a faith in his word thank you for calling us into this truth today we give you all the praise we give you all the glory if you're a guest here today and you've never accepted Jesus I encourage you right now we want to pray with you we're gonna sing a song real quick and we're gonna go if you could come up here we want to pray with you and maybe you're someone from the house or maybe you're a guest and you just need prayer they bro I've, I felt what you were saying today I need someone to pray with me and for me and believe in me and with me I'm gonna open up the altar and we're gonna sing a song real quick and if you don't come up it's fine open up your heart right there but but if you need people to pray with you and believe with you I want you to come up right now we want to pray with you and we want to believe in Christ in you so if that's you make your way up here and let's pray if not we're going to sing a song one last time and then we're going to close off with some last little things to give off to you let's go ahead let's worship him one more time <laughs>